Welcome to Business Chit Chat, a podcast from Headwaters RCD and Butte Local Development Corporation, or BLDC. I'm your host, Kayla Lappin, Director of Marketing and Business Recruitment. And on this episode, I spoke with Don Conklin of Trust Montana about community land trusts as a model for affordable housing in Montana. First things first, Headwaters and BLDC are local and regional nonprofit organizations focused on the economic vitality of Southwest Montana. We serve a seven-county region that includes Anaconda Deer Lodge, Beaverhead, Butte Silver Bow, Granite, Jefferson, Madison, and Powell counties. On Business Chit Chat, we answer questions like, what's it take to run a business? How can your business secure grant funding or capital? When's the best time to invest? How does social media work? What about AI? Business Chit Chat is a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in the story of economic vibrancy in Southwest Montana. Hi, everybody in the Headwaters region. This is Keila Lappin, and today I am here with Don Conklin of Trust Montana, and we're going to talk all things affordable housing, affordable land, equitable land. I met Don actually on one of our Headwaters um, road tour events in Innis, and Don, I think you're you live in Innis currently. That's correct. Yeah. And so Don, when I learned about Trust Montana, it, a, a light bulb went off for me personally about a new way to approach. And maybe it's not a new way, but for me, it was this new idea of how we can approach affordable housing and equitable housing, especially in a time where housing, we're in a housing crisis and in a housing crunch. Um, and Don also has this really unique background that I'm hoping she'll share with us here as she introduces herself. Um, as she put it to me in another meeting, it, she was saying she's been in economic development, but not the traditional American style of <laughs> economic development. So Don, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners um, a little bit about your background and then how you got involved with Trust Montana and kind of what Trust Montana is. Okay, sure. Well, thank you, Kayla, and to all the listeners. It's just a pleasure to have this opportunity uh, to share with you what the vision of Trust Montana is. Um, I'm serving as the executive director for Trust Montana, which is a statewide community land trust. So we cover the whole state of Montana, um, where there are five other um, community land trusts in the state, and they work in geographic regions, but we'll come into any community. Um, yeah, so I do have an interesting background that I, you know, have really enjoyed um, the amazing people, the places that I've had the chance to live and the, and the impactful work that I've done. Um, I've started working in the nonprofit world with a transitional shelter for unhoused families in, in America. And then from there, my work took me overseas. I worked in Bangladesh, Ukraine, um, South Africa, Uganda, and Ghana. And I worked with nonprofits, and I also worked sometimes for the U.S. government uh, doing economic development work and grant management. So the work that I've been involved in not only provided income-generating activities for people living in poverty, but also um, it, we had a lot of impact on healthcare issues such as HIV-AIDS, women's health, and stunting and malnutrition in children. Um, and then here I am. I've been in Montana one of the only states I had never visited. It has now been my home for the past eight years. So I love that. <laughs> well, thanks, Don. I 
when you were telling us some of the stories where you had worked, it just struck me as you have someone, you are someone who has experienced very different walks of life, um, especially compared to Montana. And how amazing is it that you get to bring that knowledge, which I think is actually directly applicable to what's going on right now. And it was just uh, this amazing, I've loved hearing the stories of it. So um, can you explain to our listeners a little bit about what a community land trust is? Yeah, that's a great question, Kayla, because I have to tell you, I didn't know what a community land trust was myself um, until I applied for this job a year and a half ago. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's just a phenomenal uh, model and very impassioned about it. So a community land trust or a CLT as it's known is a nonprofit organization that holds land for the benefit of communities in order to preserve the affordability of homes, farms, ranches, and other land-based assets. So most CLTs in the United States operate specifically to preserve housing affordability, but Trust Montana is also working for um, preserving farmland and any other kind of community asset, which could possibly be like a commercial building or a, a store building in a community um, that, that needs to uh, find some subsidies and to be preserved. Okay. See, I didn't know that piece of it either. So that's great. Yeah. Especially in some of our rural communities in the headwaters region, I could see that applying directly to the benefit of the community. So that's great. Yeah. And I guess I should try to tell the listeners, Kayla, about kind of how this works. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> <laughs> so, a CLT creates permanent affordability by separating the ownership of the land from the buildings that are on top of the land. So a homeowner will come in and they will get a reduced rate to purchase their home um, because they're not going to own the land. And Trust Montana is also going to help by bringing some subsidy to that home. Um, so Trust Montana owns the land and then... Um, you know, we're going to ensure that affordability because we've brought some subsidy to that home and that's going to be lasting from homeowner to homeowner. Mm. And we also work with um, enforcing resale restrictions, which really preserves that long-term affordability. So if you live in a community land trust home, uh, you would work then with Trust Montana to help to income qualify uh, the next purchaser of that home. Okay. So again, you know, it doesn't get sold on the open market. It, it will stay. Yeah. I think when I first heard you talking about that, Dawn, in my head, I was thinking um, immediately, this is great for low income families. But then you pointed out, it's not just that low income, it might be a teacher who is only going to be able to be at that certain income threshold, who maybe the housing stock is getting outpriced where they're teaching, and they can, you know, income qualify for this type of house and own their home and um, get to build some of that uh, generational wealth for their family, but also be able to afford a home. And that really struck me as where, how important this model can be for a community. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out, Kayla. It is um, Trust Montana will work with it depends on what the subsidy come comes from. So like if, if you get some money from, from HUD, 
um, to put into that home. Um, we would have to, you know, stay within their regulations, which is under 80% of AMI, which is the kind of the area median income, which is the, you know, the determining factor that's utilized across the United States. And then, like you said, if it doesn't have to be low income, it's somebody in that what we call that for workforce housing range, um, which are, you know, our, could be our teachers or our EMTs or our nurses at our critical access hospitals where they're just not finding housing. And, sure. and there, Trust Montana works up to like 120% AMI. Oh, wow. So oh, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. I think in the Headwaters region, we've been, and, and all across Montana, we've been particularly hit hard by rising real estate prices, but not rising wages. <laughs> so the, right. this type of access, I believe is going to be critical down the road for making sure that these rural communities are thriving and can staff appropriate. Um, you know, I, I love that you use the word thriving because I think that's what this is all about. You know, it seems like a human right for everybody to have uh, attainable and affordable housing yeah, uh, that they can be actively participating in their communities. Yeah. 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 Um, what are some, and we kind of just touched on this, but what are some of, the, some of the benefits that you see of a community land trust? Sure. Well, we are always excited uh, when an individual or family can become a homeowner of a CLT home. Um, now they are on their way to earning equity instead of renting. And another important benefit is the efficient use of the public subsidies that benefit not just one family, but they go from you know one homeowner to the next homeowner. And this is significant because it means it's a tool that works for communities that have limited resources to invest in attainable housing, which is what we're finding all across Montana. You know, we just don't have um, the funding sources to help make these attainable housing projects work. Sure. Um, yeah. And just, you know, utilizing this community land trust model just makes it possible for Montanans to live in Montana. Yeah. I think that's so important for especially those of us who have been here for generations and then we're seeing this turnover of maybe being priced out. I want to go back to something you mentioned, though about a homeowner being able to build that equity. Cause it's a little bit, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, they don't own the home, but that's not the case. <laughs> they don't mm -hmm. own the land, but they own the home. And so they're still able to build that equity. Can you elaborate on that piece of it uh, just a little bit for our listeners of how they might build that equity and, and still be able to, to have that piece um, even though they don't own the land? Yeah, sure. So because you are the homeowner, you are earning equity. We just um, make it a limited equity. So with Trust Montana, we utilize a 1.5% um, annual equity model, okay. a formula. Um, so yeah, so every year that you're in the home, you're earning 1.5% equity. Okay. And um, a community land trust home doesn't necessarily have to be your starter home. And then you're going to move on. Um, we welcome you to to stay there as long as you want it to be your home. But you know what we do see is that if somebody stays there for five or six years, they're going to, going to walk away with eighteen thousand to twenty thousand dollar in equity. Mm -hmm. That 
they wouldn't have had that opportunity for had they been renting. Um, and yeah. now they're homeowners. Now, you know, this is a fantastic, it's a fantastic piece to a whole community. It's very empowering, especially if you've been stuck in that renting model and you're not seeing that return necessary necessarily on your investment. This is an opportunity for you to actually be empowered and get that return, which yes, is, so, is, yeah, which is just so it, it affects all generations without it, that empowerment yep. piece. Yeah. This podcast and the work that we do at Headwaters and BLDC would simply not be possible without our premier members, Butte Auto Group, KXLF, Northwestern Energy, and St. James Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for your support. Um, and then there was one other question that I had on that. Um, a community... Oh, I know what will come up next, which is the taxes. How does that work for a community? Because every time this conversation, well, what about the tax part of it? And I know there's a little nuance to this and maybe <laughs> I don't think we were going to get into that later. I'm just double checking, but yeah, maybe you can describe how that works with taxes for a little bit for those who might be questioning that piece of it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kayla. We do get that question, you know, from time to time. Um, so number one, you know, just remember that when you do get a homeowner into your community, it has a greater impact for, for sure. You know, over time, they get rooted in, they're going to be serving on your PTAs, they might become your volunteer firemen. Um, they, they call this place home, right? So it's really important. Um, so with the um, community land trust being the land being owned by us, a nonprofit, um, depending upon which community we are in, we can sometimes um, get that land to be uh, have a tax exempt status so that Trust Montana is not paying taxes on the land, but your homeowner is paying taxes on their home. Okay. Um, and yeah, so and you are getting so you are getting some taxes paid by the homeowner. And then of course, you know, whatever other taxes that might be in that community sure. are the responsibility of that of that homeowner. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I remembered the other question I was gonna I wanted to point out too. There are other models out there for affordable housing, but they don't necessarily keep the home a forever affordable home. And so it's like you come into community, you build a home, you help the homeowner build it, and then they can sell it at fair market value. And I think that's a really important um, distinction between the land trust and other um, models. Um, do you want to touch on that piece of it a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, so we do um, we do a lot of partnerships with other nonprofits. And one of our greatest partnerships are with the local Habitat for Humanity chapters. Sure. So um, it's important to them because they have um, sourced the resources to uh, help uh, a qualified family uh, to build a home, right? So now they have put their sweat equity into this house. They built this house. Um, Un under a normal habitat model, they only have to hold on to the home for so many years before they would be able to sell it at fair market rate. But with um, partnering with the Trust Montana, we're owning that land. 
the homeowner owns the house. So Habitat has now created a house that's going to stay permanently affordable. That homeowner now needs to sell it to an income qualified homeowner. So I think more and more of the nonprofits that are are doing the housing are beginning to understand the importance of, you know, creating that lasting uh, housing stock. Sure. It's there for our mission, you know, to meet the needs of uh, low income people. Sure. And I think about this being really critical in our communities um, in the Headwaters region, especially when you have school districts who are trying to attract teachers and the teachers are like, I really want to come, but I don't know where to live. And um, Mm -hmm. even to get local law enforcement or, you know, as you were mentioning, emergency responders in these communities. So it's just great that here we have a model for um, teachers to just be able to live in the communities that they teach in. And those schools benefit from that down the road too. Um, kind of pivoting here a little bit. How Do you know how much land Trust Montana currently has and how many homes you currently have um, in the model right now? Yes. Yeah, so right now we have 23 homes in what we call our portfolio. Okay. And we are located in six different communities. We're in Missoula, Red Lodge, Helena, Livingston, Belgrade, and Bozeman. Um, and so like I was just kind of mentioning, all of these homes that were that we have in our portfolio have come through the partnerships with other nonprofit organizations. So okay. a great shout out to all of those like Habitat for Humanity chapters that are sharing sure. um, what the CLTs can do. Um, and we also have a really excellent partner in the Red Lodge Area Community Foundation as well. Okay. okay. Yeah. One of the things um, that's coming to mind for me is if you're a community and I have this, I'm kind of skipping around in my order here, but if I... If you're a community and you're hearing this podcast and you're like, wow, this sounds like a great solution. What is that? Like who has approached you for these projects before? Yeah. And and well, I'm sure you get the gamut of people to talk to and maybe just kind of what is that model? What does that look like from, you know, someone yeah. approaching you or even these organizations approaching you to actually one of the interesting things I thought you brought up last time was like you had someone who was working at a hospital go, we can't find housing for our nurses? Can you help us? And so what are, what are some of the solutions you guys have come up with? Um, That's, that's a really good question as well. And um, yeah, so we sometimes get a call from like a local city planner saying, you know, Hey, you know, I just saw your website and we think maybe this is something we should look into. Sure. We we presented to various, um, County commissioners, especially even in the in the Headwaters uh, region, yeah. Um, so we'll you know help to get them to understand what's going on. We've been invited um, recently to participate in kind of uh, I think about six months worth of stakeholder meetings wow. in the community, um, and they're looking at some possible economic development projects moving into their region and being very wary because they're like, where there's no housing. We don't even have housing for the people we have right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the stakeholders are getting together and they're looking at different, uh, you know, what are the different options out there? Um, Helping open their eyes to that and they're developing housing strategies and, and some of them might now include, um, some possible CLT homes 
within their development. So oh, that's incredible. Um, yes. I mean, sometimes I even get um, a call uh, for somebody who says, well, I have a piece of land and I'm thinking about maybe somehow I could subdivide this and I could put my my home on one piece of it and we could use some more to do some affordable housing for other members within our community. Oh, wow. There's just a multitude, Kayla. I mean, really, yeah. everybody who thinks out of the box is just coming up with these really interesting ideas and we love to hear them and we never say no. We love to kind of help you process through um, through those thoughts that you have and if you know help you to see if they would be realistic or not. Oh, I love that. Um, I think there are so many of these communities that are just in this crunch right now. And so for someone like for an organization like Trust Montana to come in, it's probably a blessing even just to have that resource to talk through opportunities and solutions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. How can, what are some of, and you mentioned this a little bit, um, can you give us an example of a recent project? Mm -hmm. Okay. I can for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this year we've been working on our developer engagement partnership, and we were fortunate to receive a grant from the Montana Healthcare Foundation for this particular project. So we've been interacting with developers to discuss purchasing some of the homes that they might be building in, in a subdivision um, and, you know, trying to educate them about what a community land trust would look like within their structure of their development. Um, so our goal is really just to, to kind of simplify the process. So for a developer who is mission-minded and they're really interested in maybe coming up with a few homes in that development that are permanently affordable. And sometimes also depending on which um, municipality they live in, they may um, come away with some incentives for doing some affordable housing. Okay. So we're reaching out to them and trying to just say, you know, we have the tools, we can help you work through this. We can bring some subsidy into this project. You get to create some affordable housing that yeah. stays permanently affordable. And, and for you, the bottom line is we're not touching your bottom line. We want you to make the money that you intended to make. We're going to help just by bringing in some subsidy for down payment assistance. Sure. It's such a great model um, and it's pretty innovative as we go, you know, as we're working up. I think every economic development conference, seminar, anything lately, affordable housing is like always the top of the list for yes. challenges. And so I love that these solutions are out there. And it's pretty cool that you've been able to have those meetings with developers in Montana. Yeah. And and even again, reaching out with city planners and yeah. seeing what's going on within each of these communities and and how we could we could be a partner. Totally. Totally. What is your vision for Trust Montana? Like if you could wave the magic wand, get all the funding, get all the <laughs> land. <laughs> what does that look like for for Trust Montana and you? Wow. Well, <laughs> I think honestly, the best answer is our vision statement, Kayla. And okay. that just says um, an economically diverse, Mon oh, sorry, economically diverse Montana communities 
in which home ownership is attainable, access to land is affordable for farmers and local businesses, and Montanans of all income levels can live and thrive. So there's that word thrive again, you know. Yeah, I that's I would just love to get as many homes into the CLT model so that we can continue to build this affordable housing stock in in uh in Montana that continues to be there for for the generations that are coming behind. I mean, we're struggling right now. I can't even imagine what's what's ahead. Sure. Yeah, it's a simple statement, but it's pretty profound. And I think a lot of us in Montana have been kind of hit in the heart, even with property taxes rising and COVID sort of shifted our state into the spotlight. Kevin Costner shifted our state to the spotlight. (laughs) Whether we wanted it to happen or not, here we are. And those of us who have been in Montana or who are new to Montana, um, you know, we all, like, like you said, we all have that right to that affordable affordable lifestyle mm-hmm. and the communities that maybe support some of the wealthier individuals still are going to need that critical infrastructure. And those jobs just aren't going to be celebrity status jobs. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's what makes the communities thriving and, and places that you want to be in. So I love yeah. that. Um, how can, if someone's interested and maybe there's a city planner out there listening, how can, how can folks get a hold of you and where can they find, um, Trust Montana? And I will also link this in the show notes. Yeah, please, um, look us up on the web and we are at trustmontana.org. Okay. And it's all spelled out, Trust Montana. Um, and then my contact information is on there. My email address is dawn at trustmontana.org. Um, and just happy to process through any of your questions and, you know, help you to think outside of the box. And, and I think Kayla, it's important too, for people to understand that, you know, there is no one size fits all solution to this housing crisis in Montana. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, there are a whole different varieties of ways to figure out how to work together and what other collaborative partnerships exist out there. Um, but Trust Montana is is here to help. Um, and we love going out into the communities and helping to educate about CLTs. We educate lenders and title companies so that when it's time for closing on the houses, that that all goes smoothly. Um, yeah, we, we have an appraisers, um, educational program as well so that they get appraised at the right value. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of ways that trust Montana can come in and and help a community. Mm, I love that. And it's all community led. So you, you know, you lead the show, um, trust Montana is there as a resource. Um, that's so great. It's great because we've had conversations even in Butte about um, setting up a land trust and how great is it that there's already an organization you're not starting, you're not reinventing the wheel, you're not carrying your own land trust. There's someone who can, you guys can come in and basically act as that partner and takes a lot of the work out for the individuals and the and the people on the ground. So it's yes, great. thank you. And we have a lot of knowledge from, you know, the work that we've been doing. So totally. I think- really valuable resource for communities. So please give us a call. We are here to support 
our communities and getting attainable housing. Mm, I love it. Well, was there anything else you wanted to add, Don? No, I think that's uh, okay. That's good. I think. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I wish you the best on your upcoming projects. And thanks for being a guest today. Thank you for having me. All the best. Thank you. This podcast is supported through Headwaters RCD and Butte Local Development Corporation. Did you know that Headwaters RCD is a 501c3 organization and you can make a donation to our organization at any time? BLDC also has a membership program, and if you're interested in becoming a member, go to bldc.net and click on Member Center. Did you know that between our two programs, we've served over 150 businesses in the last year? We also dispersed over $3.1 million in loan funds just in Butte alone. Headwaters and BLDC are excited to offer this podcast. You can also sponsor this podcast through an ad for your business for only $25 per episode. Your business can place an ad on this podcast and be featured. Email me at K-L-A-P-P-I-N at BLDC.net and I'll get you set up with an ad spot. All right, I'll catch you next time on Business Chit Chat.